Welcome to another episode of Round 4 Brackets, the show where four millennials discuss, debate, rank, and give fun facts and trivia on movies and TV. And this is a very special episode, the first of many of a new thing we're going to try called TV Roulette. We will get into that in a second. First, let's introduce our team. I am one of your hosts, Scott Barnes. I've written many scripts for TV. Uh, scripts for Fox, FX, CBS, and even HBO. And someday, those companies will find out about them and hopefully buy them. Also with me is Mercy Warren. She is an expert on late 80s, early 90s TV sitcoms. Boy Meets World, Full House, Saved by the Bell. Just the absolute, absolute whitest shows ever made. Next, we have Mrs. Lawson, who sadly had to watch many of those shows with Mercy over the years. You poor thing. And finally, Mr. Lawson, a man who I would never offend because he copes so much better than I thought he would and can be so charming when he makes an effort. Okay, now that the offhand compliments are out of the way, let's get into the episode. TV roulette is a new thing we are trying. We all love TV and we have ranked the best sitcoms before. That episode will be released someday, I promise. But seasons of TV are so broad and many of them are roller coaster rides. Shows like Game of Thrones, Arrested Development, The Office, they start off great and fall apart due to various reasons at the end. Other shows uh, ebb and flow Parks and Recreation, How I Met Your Mother, Boardwalk Empire. Uh, other shows are solid start to finish Fraser, Cheers, 30 Rock. The point is that many times fantastic episodes stand out and they should be remembered. Not only remembered, but ranked and debated to find out which one is the best. So the four of us each pick two of our favorite episodes across all the shows out there. Anything could be paired up against anything. It's crazy, it's madness, it's TV roulette. So let's get into it and see how it goes. I'm going to let each host give a brief description on the episode uh, that they picked and also why it needs to be the best show on this particular bracket. So, uh, it's going to be fun to recap some of these great, classic, timeless episodes. So let's get everything started with show number one and show number two. All right, show number one is from the greatest show ever created. It's not even debatable, but we'll debate it anyway. It's The Simpsons. And it's the episode You Only Move Twice, season eight, episode two, which aired on November 3rd, 1996. In this episode, Homer gets a job offer to move upstate somewhere. It seems perfect for Homer, except not so for his family, and the fact that his new boss is also a supervillain. <laughs> so, uh, I love this episode. I picked it because The Simpsons is probably my favorite show of all time. Um, and uh, kind of, I have some various fun facts throughout here. Fox wouldn't let The Simpsons call Mr. Bond. They had to call him Mr. Bunt. Even though Fox owns the right to James Bond and 007, they wouldn't let his name be used in the episode, which I thought was stupid. Anyway, it goes up against show number two, The Office, The Dinner Party episode, which is the 13th episode in the fourth season and aired on April 10th, 2008. Mercy Warren, why should this beat The Simpsons? So in this episode, Michael tricks everyone that they have to work late on a Friday night and then pretty much calls fake calls corporate and says that he's not going to make them work and tricks um, Jim and Pam and Andy and Angela into going to a dinner party at his house with Jan. And it just is so awkward because you can tell that Jan and him just can't stand one another. So it's just kind of their relationship breaking up, but they're trying to put on a front for their friends. 
I picked it just because Steve Carell, the acting that he does in that episode, especially when he th- she throws the Dundee through the TV, like he can still get the that's what she said joke in there, yeah. even though he was that upset. It's just comedy gold. Mercy, don't you despise, like, awkward moments in TV? I mean, this whole episode might be one of those awkward... But this is also my favorite episode of The Office. I think if you're going to show someone who has, like, never seen The Office before, and I only know, like, a handful of people, I think you would show them this episode. I think it's just a well-rounded, funny episode. And it's actually, it, like said uh we can get into the voting i think we're uh so between the simpsons and the office i do love the office and dinner party is a great episode but uh i gotta give my vote to the simpsons my vote's gonna go to the office dinner party yeah simpsons i mean this is a, a good simpsons episode i don't know if it's like my all-time favorite um or the office this is my all-time favorite episode of the office i'm gonna vote for the office Oh, no, it's all good. And I do have, uh, just in case we have tiebreakers, I have IMDb scores for all the episodes. Um, Almost every single episode all of us picked are extremely highly rated. So I get it. It's okay. The office moves on. We will go into shows number three and four here, which is number, show number three is Curb Your Enthusiasm, the Black Swan episode, which aired on October 7th, 2007. And was the seventh episode in the seventh in season seven, uh, Mr. Lawson? This is yours. Yeah, it's it's a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Um, you know, there's so many great episodes from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, it's it's. I'm not even sure if this is my favorite Curb episode. I just saw it recently. Um, there's a bunch, so I'm sure if we do more episodes, I'm just going to keep picking different Curb episodes that I enjoy. But the Black Swan one to me is really funny because I mean. Basically, you have, uh, you know, Larry's on a golf course, and earlier in the episode, he basically gives this guy a heart attack because he's yelling at him for going way too slow, Um, and then he basically, he's he's attacked by a black swan, and, you know, kills the black swan, swan, and the black swan is, like, the most prized possession of the country club that they're at and just the conversation that they have and obviously the owner of the country club really cares about who killed the black black swan and you know larry is trying to hide that he did it um jeff garland is in it um also plays has some really great lines richard Hyde is in it yeah i like that there's a part of the episode too where larry basically offers to pay for richard Hyde's uh daughter to go to college and it's, it's a really nice gesture by larry which doesn't happen too often in that show and like Richard Kind like accepts it, but then like a minute later he's like, Well, can you also pay for my wife to go to like some like art school or something like for that? For her hats. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he's like, No, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> and, and also like um Bob Einstein's in this in this episode too, as Marty Funkhauser, who is one of my favorite like sidekick characters. So between him and Richard Kind and Jeff Garland, it's like kinda like Larry with my three favorite side characters outside of Richard Lewis. 
um, hanging out together. So it's it's just one of it's just a fun episode. And um, but again, Curb is so many good ones; it's hard to pick one. But this is one that just kind of stands out for me in that season too. Agreed. So it goes up against show number four, which is Parks and Recreation, season three, episode thirteen, episode The Fight, which aired on May twelfth, two thousand eleven. Mrs. Lawson, I believe this is your pick. Uh, why is it better than the show your husband picked? Uh, well, good question. So, <laughs> I, I really like that episode. Pretty good, easy other two. But basically, this is my favorite Parks and Rec episode because it has characters in one place. They're out to go celebrate Tom, um, Aziz Asari. Uh, he is promoting this new drink that he made, snake juice. And they all, he all wants him to... Uh, wants his Parks and Rec co-workers to go promote it at this club, this, is it the Snake Hole Lounge. Lounge. Yeah. So Snake Juice, the Snake Hole Lounge. And it is very high percentage alcohol and everyone is drinking it and basically by the end of the episode everyone is like squashed and just Anne and Leslie are fighting. Leslie has offered Anne a position to work part-time at the Parks and Rec department. Anne doesn't know if she wants to take it. Of course, Leslie wants to like push her to do it. So they're kind of bickering and, um, you know, with alcohol added, it doesn't go well. And Nick Cole makes a cameo in this episode, which he plays the guy that Anne is seeing. Um, so I like him in this episode too. And it's an uh, early, earlier episode with Rob Lowe and Adam Scott, you kind of get to know them too. Chris Pratt. Chris and Pratt. Aubrey and Plaza. Aubrey Plaza are really good in it. Um, they're only doing like they FBI. Are they collecting money? No, they're doing no. like the FBI. Like, he pretends Andy, Andy Dwyer is a character. He pretends to be or the Bert, FBI Bert agent. Kurt yeah, Macklin. Yeah. Kurt Macklin. Yeah. So, um, I think it's, it's an all around good episode. Um, John Raffio. Yeah. He, in the episode where he's like trying to do these rhymes and they're all trying to um he's trying to rap and he's trying to rhyme and they all end like they all end up like not ending on a rhyme right. but really they like, could have <laughs> yeah it's like so, indy anna like and this line is like why did you just end on the clock clock funny episodes um i'm not a huge fan of parks and rec but i do like this episode and i love it's one of my favorite rob swanson episodes i really do because he like he doesn't endorse anything he's like what the army issued knife like something else and then he's like and snake hole he's like damn that's good <laughs> like, um so and classic classic curb i mean this is just like classic larry david across the board he hits all of his marks in the episode so we can get into voting here and my vote will go towards curb your enthusiasm black swan episode the Kirby Enthusiasm as an episode, I've seen it. 
it's just it's so awkward like he uses his phone when they ask him not to use his phone he almost gets he's on the verge of getting kicked out of this club anyways and he keeps on doing everything like in his power like he should be kicked out because he just keeps on making things worse and worse gets the uh, the grave digger the stone the stonemason guy yeah. mad at him for yeah, like Grave digger because the grave digger likes it, uh, doesn't like their right. <laughs> this is actually probably one of my favorite Parks and Rex episodes too. My one of my favorite parts is when they're talking about why the guy that the former health public health ambassador or whatever was fired because it's like he was talking about how his wife was cheating on him and like the public service announcement he ran about like chlamydia affects 100% of Jan Cooper's and like <laughs> Jan Cooper for Miss Chlamydia. Like. And then Rob Lowe does the thing at the end where he's like, please come back to me. Like, that's a nice one. <laughs> that's probably my favorite gag from it. That and when they're doing the interviews at the bar. Parks and Rec, the fight gets my vote. I'm going to stick with Curve. My pick. I do like that Curve episode. My favorite, um, Part of this, Richard Kind, especially with like the crispy onions at the breakfast. And oh, yeah. Like, no, you can't get the crispy onions. It's going to make us late for the <laughs> tea time. Like, they want to get in front of this group because they go super Richard Kind is such a good, like, he's a great, like, cousin in that. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. Plays off the well. There's actually a bunch of, just, like, there's a few scenes where, like, it's supposed to be a serious kind of scene, but, like, Richard Kind is, like, smiling. He can't even get to, like, yeah. the, he can't even get to the shout. That's I so, um, I do like that curve episode. I, but I will throw my vote to Parks and Rec. I do think I just enjoy it more. Okay, fair enough. And so, yep, the uh, tiebreaker here, and I won't be too suspense suspenseful, even though both of them scored pretty well. Curb had an 8.7 out of 10. Parks and Rec, 8.8 out of 10. Parks and Rec gets the win. And edges out the Black Swan episode, so the office moves on, and we'll face, I'm sorry, the Parks and Rec moves on, and we'll face the office in the next round. As we get into the second half of the bracket, remember we only have eight episodes, so we're in the second half already. Uh, we are halfway through, and we have number five, number six, and we have number five is from Scrubs, the My Lunch episode, which was episode 20 in season five, and aired on April 25th, 2006. This is a Mercy Warren pick. Okay, so I picked this episode, My Lunch from Scrubs, because the acting in it is just so good. Because Scrubs is known as being very, like, campy, slapsticky. The comedy is just, it's like JD just, do, like, daydreaming and stuff like that. It's a comedy, but this episode proves that they can tap into the more dramatic parts of it as well. They're, they have three people that need are in need of transplants, so he's trying to find donors so that he can save these people's lives. That's one story that's kind of happening is there's transplant patients waiting for organs. And JD is at the store and he runs into Jill Tracy, who has been in a few prior episodes. And she keeps on trying to hang out with him, have lunch with him. And he just keeps on trying to get away from her because she is mildly annoying. A few days later, she ends up in the hospital and passes away. JD blames himself for it because he thought that she was trying to reach out for help and he didn't see it. So he was blaming himself for her death. Dr. Cox um, gets the okay to use her organs and he's able to, to perform, they're able to perform all three transplants. But what they didn't test for is that she actually died of rabies. So now those three people that they gave the organs to um, ultimately die of rabies as well. And just the the John C. McGinley, he should have been nominated for this. Just his performance of like 
him realizing he can't save all three people and the, the phrase how to save a life in the background. It just, it's just so impactful. And then it continues on to the next episode. But just in that moment, like JD, Dr. Cox tries to talk JD down when he thinks her death was his fault. Then JD just tries to do the same thing for Dr. Cox and it doesn't quite work. Just the emo It's just such an emotional episode. But like they still manage to work in the comedic, comedic bits. It's one of my, so it's probably one of my favorite episodes of Scrubs. Well said, and it goes up against How I Met Your Mother and the Say Cheese episode, which aired on March 22nd, 2010, and it was in season five and was episode 18, Mrs. Lawson, how can this possibly take down my lunch? I'll tell you why it's my favorite, one of my favorite episodes. I don't even know if it's my favorite episode of How I Met Your Mother. It's definitely not one that stands out as like a, oh, like this one. Um, but it's just so, everyone is just so funny in that episode. It just sticks out in my brain as one of my favorites because I am like, I, we I, we just rewatched it. I'm, we were just like nonstop laughing. I don't know about Mr. <laughs> Lawson, but it just seems like everyone, you know, not everyone sticks out in every episode talking about your mother. There's usually like this person, like the A plot and the B plot for the characters. But it just seems like, you know, they're all, I'll explain the episode. Um, they're all there for Lily's birthday party, and they're throwing a birthday party, and Robin and Barney and Ted are there, and Marshall, um, but Ted brings a date that no one knows, and he seems to have a um, history, of doing, history of doing this for every, like, um, celebration that they have. And Lily likes to take pictures and have memories, and she's trying to get this girl, I think her name is, I don't remember her name, but she's like a blonde girl. Irrelevant. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> irrelevant. They're trying, she's trying to get her out of the picture because she doesn't want her in the picture because she knows like she's not going to be here next year and then starts the argument of, or the, the theme of the episode as to um, of Ted bringing in the storyline. So um, but then there's like another storyline where Barney is known for not taking for taking great pictures, <laughs> like no matter what he's doing. And Robin is trying to like debunk that. That's the best part, like, of, the yeah. the best part of the episode where basically <laughs> Robin tries to take all these funny pictures, and it doesn't matter what she does, it's perfect. It's like a perfect picture every time. That to me makes the episode, um, along with just like Jason Siegel's just like trying to keep the first day party to be such a happy. <laughs> day for um, for Lily. He's like just so enthusiastic about everything and there's all these nice plans and sings like the song Happy Lily Day. Like yes. gets really Happy into it. Lily day. And, like, everyone else is just kind of like shitting over this birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like really trying to make it great. Yes. Yeah. Girl is like a chef, so she bakes Lily her birthday cake, and it says like Happy 40th <laughs> or like the, an age that she is clearly not right. boring. Which yeah. and then Marshall just like loses it. But then they get into like oh like pictures from before like when they when Marshall and Lily and Ted were in college and you know, get sentimental and Lily's in a picture that she shouldn't have been in with Marshall and Ted. So they're like, Oh, like bring her back The annoyingness of Ted's comes out. <laughs> yeah. 
some of the episodes goes downhill. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I do think the part with Barney really does make the episode with the pictures. And then, um, but it's just very, very fast-paced, funny episode to me. It is, yeah. It is. A, it is a fun, funny episode. I like it a lot. And fun fact about this one, I wonder if they planned it this way. Was that Allison Hannigan's thirty-sixth birthday? It was on March twenty-second, two thousand ten, the date that this episode aired. So when it aired, it really was Allison Hannigan's birthday, which is pretty funny. Yeah. So uh, okay, if we want to get in the voting here, we got uh, Scrubs versus How I Met Your Mother, and. Uh, the, the My Lunch episode is going to get my vote. It's just so impactful. And it's actually another fun fact about that one is what happened there in that episode was actually based on a real medical event that had happened in 2004. So it was actually based on something real. So uh, My Lunch gets my vote. This is, a, this is a really good episode of How I Met Your Mother, um, but I'm going to vote for My Lunch with Scrubs. So this is, is going to not be a, a popular thing. I did not like that Scrubs episode. Wow. I think that, and it, it's really, to me, it summarizes my problem with the whole show, is Scrubs can't, they, they can't do both. And they can't execute both. And they try to. They try and execute being, like, like I said, like, like that moment at the end of the episode where, like, Dr. Cox is, like, really emotional about, like, the whole thing. Like, that's a really good part of the episode. But then there's, like, these, like, cheesy jokes that just kind of take away from it. And so it's like they, and the, the whole show is like this to me. It's like they have like really good, funny parts and they try and toss in like these really serious um, topics into it. And to me, that's what just kind of doesn't work for the show. Um, so that's my problem with it. Again, like Scrubs, I've, I've watched Scrubs a decent amount and like I just always, there's some good individual episodes here and there, but it just, it's too as, Mercy Warren indicated earlier, there's too many just like silly, kind of stupid jokes that I really wish they would have cut. So um, I'm going to vote for the How I Met Your Mother episode. Because um, I actually do like, I'm not How I Met Your Mother's biggest fan, mostly because of Ted. Um, <laughs> but I actually really enjoy that episode. Because I, I really like the Barney and um, Jason Segel episode part of it. Yeah, I'm going to just say with Mr. Lawson, and I am not a person who has seen, like, every episode of Scrubs, and you can tell, you can tell when you're watching it, it's kind of like a, a turning point for the show, for the characters, I, I'm just guessing, because it, it just kind of has that feel, but, you know, I know Scrubs is, like, it's supposed to be a funny show, and that's just, like, it can't decide what it wants. That's the problem with it. I can't decide. <laughs> like, it was a good episode. I thought, it, you know, I was obviously crying at the end of it. I don't <laughs> even know these characters so well. But, um, I, don't, I don't know. And I, I'm glad Mercy, like, picks this episode because I, I I don't know much about the show. But um, I, I'm going to go with uh, the How I Met Your Mother that I Great points, both of you, actually. Uh, I, I actually I agree with Mr. Lawson a lot. Um, except that I think with this episode, they they, they kind of do, because you don't see that coming at all with um, the deaths at the end. And they did this one really well. In a bunch of later episodes in Scrubs throughout the seasons, they definitely do what you say there. They 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 try way too hard to re like to, to reharness or like recapture this moment that they had with my lunch. And like, uh, what was the, the one nurse who dies in the car crash? Uh, um... 
Um, I can't think of it. Yeah, Liberta, Laverne, Laverne. Okay. Like they try to do that. They try to recapture that. They try to have all these other serious moments in the show. They totally blow it. Totally, completely blow it. But I still think it's with. Tough to execute. Yeah. It's a tough thing to execute for a sitcom, I think. Yeah, and I mean, Scrubs is not my favorite show. I just really happen to like this episode. Yeah. But I mean,. There are some episodes that are that I can't watch because I just find them unbearable. Yeah, I agree. Um, so it, we have another tie here, and uh, we go into IMDb. Um, unfortunately for the Lawsons, this isn't even close <laughs> in the IMDb scores. Uh, apparently, America does not agree with you on this one. Uh, Scrub scored a nine point six out of ten. Oh, the My Lunch okay. episode. How I Met Your Mother, strong, but not as strong, an 8.1 out of 10. So, 9.6 scrubs. Is that the highest of all the episodes we have? Um, on this particular bracket, yes, but not overall crazy enough as we get into other episodes. Uh, 9.6 is not the highest out of all the shows we picked. That's pretty tough to beat though, on Yeah. So, uh, as we get into the last two here, um, we actually, oh, wait, I'm so sorry. Um, one of these, okay, of the last two shows we have here, one of these actually did score higher than Scrubs and the INDB score. And uh, this one will be kind of interesting to see which one actually beat that. The first one, for, I'm sorry, the second to last one we have here, which is episode seven in this bracket, is from Game of Thrones. It's Hard Home, which aired on May 31st, 2015, and was in uh, season five, episode eight. Um, I picked Hard Home because it does a fantastic job of saving Jon Snow's battle against the White Walkers for the very end. The writers didn't want to have the fight be a battle. It, um, and they did this really well because it seemed like it was a fight. It wasn't even an even fight. It wasn't a battle. It was, they wanted it to be a horror movie. And they did this. It was a massacre. And they achieved it uh, really well. Um, because it's like, like they can't fight back the White Walkers. They're just overwhelmed and they just barely managed to escape, which is really thrilling. Um, so I think it was fantastically done. Uh, overlooked in this episode because of that is that Tyrion also meets Khaleesi or Daenerys for the first time. And Cersei is seen suffering in the dungeon of the High Sparrow uh, from the Septa. Um, also great parts of the episode because you see Cersei as this powerful character for so long in the series. And then she's just like slapped around by the, the nun. And, she's like, and Cersei's like, I'm going to kill you so slowly someday. And then the nun just the Septa just whatever, I'm going to slap you in the face again and pour your water on the floor. And then Tyrion just like, when I think that was a pivotal moment in the show too with Game of Thrones when Cersei, I'm sorry, when uh, Daenerys meets Tyrion for the first time, these two iconic characters um, that it took five seasons for them to meet was really, really well done. And uh, so uh, Hard Home for me is just a, a great episode. And it's going to go up against another potential candidate to get this high INDB score. And it is Seinfeld's. Uh, the Opposite, which was from Season 5, Episode 22, and first aired on May 19th, 1994. Mr. Lawson, before you get into this, pause here for music. Dun, 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 dun. Random trivia fact for Mr. Lawson! <laughs> oh, here we go. Sometimes we're going to have some random trivia coming out here. And for Mr. Lawson, he's got three questions coming his way that he did not know were coming. So, Mr. Lawson, are you ready to answer some Seinfeld trivia? Okay, let's try it. Okay, you're going to get your chance to talk about the episode. But first, why did Jerry Seinfeld want the show to end after only nine seasons? Um, I would say because he wanted to go out on top. 
Well, kind of. Uh, he did, but in a way, he also gave a specific reason, and that was because the Beatles were only big for nine years, and he thought that he didn't want to go past what the Beatles did, even though he turned down $110 million for a 10th season. All right, number two. Which Seinfeld actor, when asked what their chance of success was before the pilot aired, said that they had a 0% chance because the audience for the show is me and I don't watch TV? Oh, that's Jason Alexander. That right? was Jason Alexander. Yeah, he always talks about like how um, he would read scripts and would say, like, there's no way people are going to like watch this or like believe this. And he, like, you know, just, I feel like he would. He kind of like questioned the show a lot, but then he ended up realizing that he was always, almost always wrong, and that that's, it like worked out for the better that he wasn't like writing the show. <laughs> that's very true. Yep, you got that. You nailed that one. I was trying to frame it like I thought when I heard it for the first time it was going to be uh, Larry David who said it, but it was Jason <laughs> Alexander. So, all right, final question here: Which show on ABC aired an episode the night before the finale of Seinfeld? where the characters tried to have sex in public because everyone will be inside watching the Seinfeld uh, finale. I have no idea. <laughs> hey, this lost any guess. kind of ABC show? It was, was an home ABC. Was Home Improvement on ABC? <laughs> <laughs> it was not. <laughs> okay, so it's not Will and Grace, but was there another show akin to Will and Grace? In a way. Ah, Mrs. Lawson got it. It's it is Dharma and Greg. <laughs> All right, so you get one fruit snack for this. I never but, got my fruit snack from last time. Uh, well, you didn't sign the uh, the waiver beforehand. Anyway, Mr. Lawson, how is Seinfeld's the opposite somehow going to be a White Walker and take down Jon Snow? <laughs> so, again, this is, I mean, Seinfeld's another show where there's so many amazing episodes, it's hard to pick one. This, you know, it's, it's almost like this and Curve, like, it kind of depends on the mood you're in, which one might be your favorite. Um, but the opposite is just fantastic. I think it's a mid-season finale or a season finale. Um, basically, George is just, like, always just, you know, things aren't going well for him. So he's like, you know what, I'm just going to try and order the opposite meal for lunch and see, and just start doing things the opposite. And, you know, maybe that'll change things. And, like, you know, Jerry and Elaine are like, okay, like, yeah, that's not going to work, basically. But essentially, doing the opposite, like, works out really, really well for him. Like, he meets, like, meets a beautiful woman, gets a job with the New York Yankees. Like, everything just kind of starts going his way. Meanwhile, Elaine is just having the worst time of it. Like, she's, like... She loses her job um, because of Juju, Juju Fruits. Yeah. Um, she, like, gets kicked out of her apartment yep. because, like, she let in, like, I don't know. She said, like, in that episode, they, like, they like, reveal that she's, like, let in, like, a jewel thief. And, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, like, has all these problems with her apartment. But she's getting kicked out of her apartment. And so, and then meanwhile, Jerry's, like, breaking even in everything. Her, <laughs> And Elaine throws a twenty dollar bill of Jerry's out the window, and like Jerry, uh, Jerry gets like he finds twenty dollars in his pocket, and of course uh, George finds the twenty dollars on the street because that's how well things are going for him. So <laughs> it's just a fun, it's just fun to see George because again he just like George always like has the hardest time just to have an episode where he's actually like kind of winning, 
and like and it's just kind of funny to, to watch that and it's funny to watch Elaine at the end kind of go like Jerry do you know what happens I'm George and you know it's kind of she like and she kind of looks terrible in that yeah. moment yeah so it's just it's just kind of fun to see everything kind of flipped on its head a little bit for an episode. And it, really, and it gets the George working for the New York Yankees storyline going, which is really funny how they kind of have um, Larry David play George Steinbrenner in that on this episode. So. Yeah. I uh, I agree, and this is actually a harder decision I would have thought for me between these two episodes because um, Seinfeld is once I finally watched the whole thing it was actually a much funnier show than I thought it would be. Um, but for me, my vote is going to go towards Game of Thrones Hard Home. It's just um, Game of Thrones, fantastic show until the last season, but that one particular episode of Hard Home is just an all time classic in my opinion. So this episode of Seinfeld is a really good one. Um, it just re reinforces like how selfish the characters can be sometimes though. For instance, most of us, if we're at the movie theater waiting for um, <laughs> our significant other or somebody to meet us and we find out that they're in an accident, like I know I would go immediately, I wouldn't go to the concession stand and actively order a box of Juji Foods first. Like I just... Yeah, I've got to mention that destroys, like, Elaine's relationship, too. Just the fact that so much of her life was ruined by movie theater candy, and it just got worse and worse. Um, so this is actually a really tough one, but I think I'm going to vote for the Seinfeld episode. Yeah, this is a tough one for me, too, because Hardhome is... It's one of the best episodes of Game of Thrones, I think. Yeah, especially um, when the Night King, like, raises his hands. Like, you think it's over, and the Night King raises his hands, and all the zombies get back up. That, like, gives me goosebumps. I forgot to mention that when I was talking. <laughs> a real good pick. So, really good pick by Scott there. I thought that was, like, I mean, it's one of, the best, Game of Thrones. I will. one of the best Game of Thrones um, episodes. And like you said, it really is kind of like the part of the show when, like, the buildup is still there. And you're just starting to get a little bit of, like, the payoff. Like, oh, like... Like, like I said, Daenerys meeting um, Tyrion and, like, the White Walker scenes. Like, you just kind of, like, it's, like, the early stages of, like, oh, this is when, like, all this buildup is really going to start to pay off. And as we find out episodes later, it doesn't really pay off as well. But this episode is great. Um, but I'm still going to go with Seinfeld, my pick, and go with the opposite. But two really tough ones uh, in this yeah, I won't talk too much, but um, rewatching the Game of Thrones episode, and I like watched it by myself. And, like, I haven't watched this before. This gave me such anxiety. Just like the last half of the episode, obviously, was like Jon Snow and the White Walkers. It just—it's just like, oh my gosh! Like, how are they going to get out of this? And then some of them do, and a lot of them don't. Yep. So um, they just get to you see know, a good. That will have to come in the show. Um, then the opposite, it's just, it's so hard to pick a Steinfeld episode that's your favorite. Like, this is like a good one, and obviously, I think there's more Steinfeld to come in our brackets, but it's just a good, it's a good season. I think it's a season finale. Um, it's a good season finale, and like Mr. Lawson said, it's a good episode for George, but you know, not a lot goes well for George and the whole series. But, and then, uh, it's funny how Jerry is just like, it's even throughout the whole episode. <laughs> he, like, Elaine is like down and George is up and he's like, ah, I'm, I'm not even. Like, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> My only complaint with this one is, I was looking back at the opposite, is I like ones when everyone has something to do and Kramer doesn't get a ton to do. That's true. In, in this, yeah. in this episode. Yeah. That's my only 
sizzle mode, my own show that I pick. I like when all four have like a lot to do. And this one, Kramer, he's they do write him in enough to keep him like as part of the show, but it, it could have been better with that. But. Oh, did you vote? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I realized I haven't voted. Um, I'm going to pick. Gosh, because they're so different. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess I'm gonna pick the Seinfeld opposite. Oh, okay. Um, so that actually works out pretty good because now we can save some suspense for the next uh, round here and see which IMDb score was the higher of the two that could potentially take down Scrubs. So that is fun. So, okay, we get into quick voting here to close out this episode. Uh, we have, going back to the first part, we have The Offices, uh, The Dinner Party versus Park and Rec's The Fight. Um, my vote for this one is going to go to The Office and their dinner party. Okay, so this is a really tough one as I love both of these episodes of these shows, but I'm going to vote for the dinner party episode as well. Yeah, I'm over dinner party too. Yeah, it's just such a good episode. Clean sweep for The Office. Okay, all right, and facing The Office, one of these two shows either scrubs my lunch, uh, which that would be kind of funny, my lunch versus my dinner, the dinner, or Seinfeld's The Opposite. Um, for this one... I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Seinfeld. I'm going to say Seinfeld uh, beats out uh, Scrubs in this one. Mr. Lawson gave some pretty good points. I do think this is a great episode of Scrubs, but this is also a really memorable episode for the for Seinfeld because um, just the, the the major transitions for both of the, for the characters, George and Elaine, where Elaine now loses both her job and apartment. She, like, her whole life is upside down. George is no longer unemployed or living with his parents. He's he's able to get his own place and work for the Yankees, which sets up some hilarious episodes in the future. So just for the, the turning points of these two shows, my long answer is Seinfeld. So I assume this isn't going to win just because I kind of know how um, the Lawsons are going to vote, but I'm still going to throw a vote out for my lunch. Uh, I did forget to mention that. I, I said Kramer didn't have much to do in this episode. I forgot this is one where he's actually with. He's on Regis. He's on Regis. Yeah, I love. Yeah, oh, the coffee table yeah. book. Yeah. And, and spits up the coffee. So he actually does have a decent amount. Yeah, um, that's a good. Yeah, that's a great episode. Yeah. A great part they of it. Also, they also do like have. They also like make a reference to like the puppy shirt in like a previous episode in this episode. Mm. So that's pretty funny. Um, and like George says, he loves his parents in this episode, which like you clearly you know that's, that's definitely the opposite. Um, I also like how the one part of the episode they go, uh, Ruth, Garrick, DiMaggio, Costanza, as far as like, <laughs> members of the game. Yeah. Um, I'm going with the opposite for this one, clearly. Sorry, Mercy. That's why, that's why there's a buzzer. Like when the girl, when she's talking to a later Yeah. Um, my vote is going to go for the opposite. Okay. All right, so the championship of this bracket, we have The Office Dinner Party versus Seinfeld's The Opposite. Uh, I'm actually, in. when you think back on the classic episodes of The Office, this is one of the all-time classics. Even though the Seinfeld episode is great, I am going to have to give my vote towards a dinner office party. Just so funny, so absolutely. I mean, like, I laughed during The Opposite, but I, have, I laugh a lot harder during The Office. So The Office Dinner Party. Um, the office dinner party is my vote, too. Despite I just, I just told you how much I love the opposite. I'm going to do this party in this one, too. 
Okay, so the office uh, gets the win, but I will end uh, a little bit of the the. So between Game of Thrones and its IMDb score, and Seinfeld's the opposite. So the one episode that could have taken down Scrubs was Game of Thrones Hard Home, nine point eight out of ten. Seinfeld that episode had a nine point five out of ten. So still really highly rated. Really highly picked, yeah. Yeah. So well done, everybody. That's what we're doing on these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we do. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, closing it out here, if anybody out there listening to the show, if you have a favorite episode that you would like to submit as a VIP listener, please do. We will work your episode into a show and we will debate it and see how it does against the rest. So please find us. I just switched some, some things up on social media lately. Find me at Scott Barnes on Facebook. You will see the RD3 and RD4 logos up there. That's how you know it's us. Uh, also on Twitter, look for Round Force. Uh, I'm sorry, Round Three Speak on Twitter. That's important to look for. Round Three Speak on Twitter, and then RD Three Productions at Yahoo.com. Or you can just actually, I think you can put comments in the actual episode on Spotify. So everybody out there, thank you so much. We uh, will have many more of these to come, and we look forward to having you all there with us. Mercy Warren. Bye.